Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Oh, there you go. You deep, girl. So praise the Lord. Amen. What an honor to, to get invited to the pulpit one more time. Amen. And I just kind of want to jump in because I don't know where the Lord's going to take it. Uh, but I want to go where he goes. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so this morning, with no further ado, because I know we have communion to take as well, and I'm going to do my best. I'm going to put a timer as well. And I don't always listen to the timer, but I at least have a clue to start wrapping it up. Amen. So, Father, thank you this morning, Lord God. I pray that you send your word, God. And, Lord, that the word takes me where the word wants to go, Father God, because it is your word that accomplishes the things, Lord God. And, Father, I thank you that it's not a feather, it's a sword, God. And it cuts through, God. It cuts through, God, to the core, God. It cuts through darkness, God. It cuts through the enemy's lies and interferences God the sword of the word of the Lord is going forth this morning God and I pray that God signs and wonders follow the preaching of your word Father God thank you for inviting me God to do this together Lord God and Lord God you speak Lord let hearts be ready to receive the word of the Lord Father and in Jesus name let's go hallelujah amen praise God Amen. So the title of my message is, I am that I am. Praise the Lord. And I want to touch on the I am statements of Jesus. I'm glad that all of you had a good weekend and you rested up and you had family time. Praise the Lord. It is good to be with my church. I miss you guys. I I really uh, was blessed to see you all walk in this morning and uh, yeah, be here. Praise God. Amen. So the I am statements of Jesus, usually uh, the majority of them, well, obviously they're in the New Testament because Jesus didn't walk in the old. Amen. And, and But a lot of them are in the book of John. Amen. Um, and, and they were revealing statements of Jesus, of who he was. Amen. Because Jesus is, is God in the flesh. Amen. And he came to reveal the Father. Really, that's what Jesus came to do, was to reveal the Father through his life. Praise the Lord. But before the I am statements of Jesus came into the word, we go back to the Old Testament, amen, into the book of Exodus. And that's where uh, Moses had an encounter with a burning bush, and those words came forth, amen. When, when Moses had that encounter with the burning bush, and he was given his assignment, from the Lord. Praise God. See, this is why I don't do these. I usually do paper. Amen. Now, Jesus could have touched the earth. Jesus could have shown up and said, you know what? I am Jehovah God, period. And that could have been all that he said, right? And, and, and introduced himself. But, but like I said earlier, did, Jesus didn't just come to be God in the flesh. He came to reveal the Father because he often said the Father and I are one. And so Jesus, uh, his ministry, the years of ministry were not long. Amen. He had three years of ministry. And in those three years, amen, he often spoke in parables. He, he, he sat with, uh, the disciples. Amen. He spoke into the crowds. Praise the Lord. And so in, in not only in word, but in action, he revealed. He revealed the Father's heart, the Father's nature, praise the Lord, the Father's plan, the Father's desires, amen, that there would be reconciliation between man and God, praise the Lord, amen. And so Jesus didn't just say, I am Jehovah God, praise the Lord, amen. If I could have my husband stand here today and my son and my daughter, praise the Lord. I just kind of want to illustrate a little bit. To this point, yeah, turn around, Pastor Art. You guys stand, stand uh, side by uh, on each side of him. Amen. So, 
Uh, who are you? Can you tell the church who you are? I'm Brandon. Yo soy Brandon. Brandon. And who are you? Um, I'm Sharice. Okay. So now, see, they just told you their name, but they didn't reveal anything about themselves. So you could know their name, but you don't really know them. Amen? Just like Jesus. If Jesus had just come and said, I am uh, the Son of God, well, you would know, well, he says he's claiming that he's the Son of God, but he didn't really reveal anything about himself. Then you really wouldn't know him. You would just know his name and his claim, right? So now, who are you, sir? I am Lord and Master here. <laughs> Do you want me to answer the way I think or what? Just the way that they did. Who are you? I am Arturo. Arturo. Pastor Art. Amen. Pastor Art. Amen. So tell us a little bit something about yourself. I like to cook. You like to cook. Uh, um, anything else you would like to share about yourself? I uh, like to uh, play instruments. Play instruments. Amen. How about you, young lady? Share something about yourself. Uh, I really like baking, and I like watching a lot of classic movies, like old movies. Old movies. Amen. I can't help but notice that you kind of look like him. Are you related? Yes, sorry. How are, you, how are you related? Uh, he's my dad. He's your dad. How about you? Amen. Does any of your family come to the church? Yes, I have my two children here, Jaden and Lene. Okay. And also my brother and my sister-in-law. Praise the Lord. How about any, anybody else? My mom, my Lita, and also my dad. This is your dad? This is my dad. Are you sure? Because you don't really look like him. Yeah, no. <laughs> there's no there's no similarities. I mean, you kind of look like me a little bit. Yes. Because I'm her mama, right? Now, Brandon, we can tell that that's his father because he looks like him. Sharice, not so much on the outside, right? She doesn't really look like her dad. But, you know, there's a saying that says, I am my father's son. Well, Brandon, what about you would bring that statement to be truth? How are you like your father? Um, I've been a, I feel like a good steward of my finances, uh, with my values, integrity, uh, as well as, um, hmm. <laughs> Somewhat looks, I guess. <laughs> I have more hair. <laughs> okay, so now there's traits in Brandon, amen, that make him like his father. There's things in his character that make him like his father, amen. Now, he does look like him, but there's deeper things that make him like his father, all right? So now how about you? What makes you your father's daughter? <laughs> I would say I'm pretty OCD like him, <laughs> as much as I don't like to admit it. I'm very organized. And as well with my, my finances, very, he taught me that very much so, and maintaining like my car, uh, but very OCD. I don't like things being moved or I have the habit of a certain way. things while I'm talking also. So I am pretty OCD though. Okay, so for some of you in the church, amen, not all of you, they, they you know, know that these are his kids, right, our kids, but, but they revealed something about themselves, personal things, but they also are bearing witness on how they are like their father. Praise the Lord. Amen. I am my father's son. I am my father's daughter. Praise the Lord. They are not just Brandon and Sharice. Amen. They are son and daughter, and they have a father. Praise the Lord. Amen. You guys can go back and sit down. Amen. I just wanted to illustrate that real fast because it kind of will lead, it'll put forth the message 
Amen. And so because of that, because of what I just illustrated, it goes back to the statement that I made about Jesus, not just saying, I am the son of God, or I am, you know, he didn't just claim his name. Amen. He walked out the father. He walked out in the father's love. He walked out in the characteristics of the father. We read in the New Testament often me and the, I and the Father are one, and the Father wants you and I to be one, right? Those are statements that we read in the Word of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Just on a funny side note, I remember when Brandon and Des were going to get married, and we had um, a little party for them. And one of the games that we played, amen, they lined up like five, six men, and Sharice was in there too. And we blindfolded Des, and Des had to identify Brandon's hands. <laughs> amen and so she walked out and she was just touching everybody's hands amen and she came across Reese and she probably thought God I hope those hands don't belong to a man because she has really small hands amen and then she walked up on Pastor Woody and she was like oh no those are not Brandon's hands praise the Lord and then she walked up to my husband and she held his hand for a minute <laughs> and he, she was touching his hands and even up to his arm like man these feel familiar and she stood there for a minute to where my husband was like wow she thinks I'm Brandon you know but something some in that moment she realized they feel familiar but they're not Brandon's hands and so then she moved past my husband and she came to Brandon and she was like, this is Brandon. Amen. She identified his hands. Amen. And I thought that was funny that even, even his hands are like his father's hands. Amen. And she touched the father's hands and they felt familiar, but they weren't quite the hands that she knew. Like, these are the hands I hold. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. And so as the word goes forth this morning, I pray that you realize that you are the father's son, and you are the father's daughter. Amen. And as we go into the word that you begin to realize, well, I'm like my father because that you begin to resonate with some of the traits of God in your life. Praise the Lord. Amen. So let's jump into the word of God because we're going to read. We're going to read a good amount. Amen. If you can turn with me to the book of Exodus chapter 3. I think I had told you 1 through 25, but there is no 25. It was a 15, amen. So 1 through 15, praise the Lord. If you have your Bible, if you have your uh, Bible app, amen, we're going to read. We're going to eat of the word of the Lord this morning, amen. And so this is chapter 3, and the word of the Lord reads like this. It says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses, do not come any closer. God said, take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good and a spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, Jebusites, all the sites. Amen. And now the cry of is the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. 
But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to Israel. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. The name you shall call me from generation to generation. Praise the Lord. Amen. So this is the first I am statement. Here, Moses is on the backside of the desert tending his father-in-law's sheep. We know the story. Amen. Moses was... Uh, put in a basket. He ended up in the palace of Pharaoh. He was raised in in royalty. Amen. But then he killed a man and he fled and he was a um, fugitive. Praise the Lord. And so he ran from Egypt and now he's on the backside of the desert with his father-in-law uh, occupied doing something. Amen. But then the angel of the Lord begins to speak and Moses is drawn to that bush. He's drawn to that fire. Amen. And church, the Lord speaks to us. Amen. When we're in, the, in, in a situation, amen, maybe you're just minding your business. Maybe you're just working at that job. Amen. Maybe you're in this place and you too are running from something. Hallelujah. Maybe you're running from what you were raised in and you came out of Egypt and, and you put your hands to something and now you're on the backside of something. Amen. I don't know where you are this morning. Amen. But I do know this. You're in the house of the God, of the Lord this morning. And there's a burning bush in the house. Praise the Lord. And so just like Moses encountered this bush of fire, amen, and it wasn't consumed, he was drawn to the fire and the fire spoke. And it revealed, I am who I am. And there was, though it was just a small statement, there was power to that statement. And something in that revelation of the I am, amen, he caught the fire. And praise the Lord, before he went to Pharaoh, amen, he had to let the fire speak to him in order for the fire to speak through him. Hallelujah. And so you're in this place and God is wanting to give you an I am statement this morning. Amen. Maybe you need to hear who he is in your life right now in that situation that you find yourself, whether it's a wilderness, whether things are good, amen, and you're surrounded by the, the, the goodness of life, amen, because Moses was raised as Pharaoh's son, right? He was raised in royalty. Praise the Lord. He had it good. But there was something inside of Moses. Amen. There was DNA inside of Moses. Just like my son and my daughter stood here on each side of their father. One looks like him. The other one, not so much. But the DNA of their father is in both. Amen. And so Moses, yes, he was raised in a house that he wasn't born into. Amen. But the DNA came from his parents. Hallelujah. And that DNA woke up in Moses one day and he began to have a burden, I suppose, for the Israelites so much so that he defended the one and he killed a man to do so. But it sent him running. It sent him running. Amen. And he found himself in a wilderness this morning. Church, this morning, the DNA that we all have the same DNA because we have the same father. Amen. And I, I'm here to tell you through the word of the Lord. Amen. That that thing that has you running, that thing that makes you feel like you you don't belong, that caused you to run. Amen. Uh, you cannot run from it because the DNA of God is in you. He has placed his DNA in you. When you came to him, you became son. You got sonship. Amen. And so there is something in you that's got to wake up. And God is calling for that DNA in your life that comes from God.
All of us in here, there's a saying in Spanish, eres un mundo. We are all connected somewhere, amen? We know people, right? Now, there are acquaintances and there are friends, amen? You really don't know somebody until they reveal something about themselves, until you get a, build a relationship. Then it, I can say, man, I know him. And when you know somebody, you can vouch for them, amen? When you know somebody, you can bear witness for them. You can testify for them. Amen. And so this morning, uh, because of the DNA of God in my life, amen, I stand here as a witness. I stand here to testify of the goodness of the Lord and what he has done. Praise the Lord. We heard this morning, my husband came with a grateful heart. Amen. And, and why, why can he say that? Because he knows the Lord. Amen. And he can speak to that. Praise the Lord. Amen. So just because we know people by name, doesn't mean we really know them. And so this morning, I'm, I'm saying what I'm saying to remind you of who, who you belong to, whose DNA is in you, amen? Now, you came through your parents. We heard Pastor Joey Zamora say that. You came through your parents, but you really come from God because you're made in his image, and now God is calling for that DNA. See, you're not here just to attend a church, you're not here to just, you know what, I'm tired of being this or I'm tired of being that. I'm tired of running. I'm tired of, of being on the backside of the desert. I'm tired of tending sheep. Amen. The grind of life. Amen. I'm tired of those things. Well, you're so much more than that. Amen. And the I am that I am is letting you and reminding you not, not only that he is who he is. Amen. But whose you are. You belong to the I am. So I am a daughter of God. Amen. And we don't often say that. We don't often walk in that. We don't always often say, I am a victorious person. Amen. I am a woman of wealth. Amen. I'm a lender and not a borrower this morning. Amen. I'm the head and not the tail. Amen. Who are you this morning? Oh, who's talking to you this morning? The Lord has sent me, the I am has sent me to remind you this morning of who you belong to. Praise the Lord. Well, we go into the New Testament because, see, this is how much God wants to know us and be with us in relationship. So much so that he sent his son. Right? Now, Moses went to the mountain and he got a glimpse of God, right? And he came off that mountain and he was glowing with the glory of God. But that was a temporary glory and it wore off of him. Praise the Lord. But you and I in this time, in this generation, New Testament, grace, covenant, amen, we are carriers of that glory. And that glory, my friend, that glory, my brother, that glory, my sister, that glory does not fade, it's a burning bush within you. You must fan it. You must steward that fire that's inside of you. You must steward the DNA that's inside of you. You know, we read about um, which brother was it that despised his birthright. He turned it over. It didn't matter to him that he had a birthright. It mattered a bowl of beans to him until he wanted the blessing. So you have a birthright. You're born into the kingdom of, of God. You're not just born again. You're born into. You're born into the kingdom of God. You have a birthright. And we're so quick to turn it over for a bowl of. Praise the Lord. Those must have been some amazing beans. Amen. <laughs> that his birthright meant nothing to him. And, 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 and that is to say that his natural appetite was more important to him than the birthright. God has always wanted man and God to be relational, right? He walked and he talked with man in the cool of the day. So, you know, uh, Adam and Eve, I'm sure they handled their business all day long. They named animals, they climbed trees, they ate of the trees, amen. They stewarded the, the Garden of Eden. And at the end of the day, I would think that God 
talked with him. How was your day? What did you discover today? What did you name him? Oh, a giraffe. Hey, that's that makes sense. You know, they talked. They talked about just everyday stuff because they were in a relationship. And God has always wanted to walk and talk with man. Amen. But because Eve lost sight, amen, Eve thought he was holding out that changed. But God came, amen, Adam was the first Jesus and then Jesus was the second, right? Because that one fell. That one fell. The nature of that man fell. But God came up with another plan. He sent Jesus, amen. The word became flesh to reconcile uh, God and the sons of men. Praise the Lord. So then Jesus comes on the scene in New Testament. And these are some of his I am statements. Praise the Lord. Amen. We know that God is provider. We know that God is uh, almighty. We know that God is all knowing, all present. Amen. But those kind of things sometimes are hard to wrap around your head around. Amen. Like, man, God, you're just too awesome. You're just too much. Amen. And so to simplify it, to bring it down to our level, amen, Jesus came. Jesus came and he wrapped himself in flesh, amen, to be relational here on earth. Amen. Let me walk into the things that you walk into. Let me walk alongside you with the things that you encounter. Amen. The things that come on you, the things that come for you. Amen. Jesus came, amen, to reveal the I am. Now, Jesus here on earth, when he had the disciples with him, he said to them, this is, amen, one of the things he said to them is, I am the bread of life. We're going to have communion today. Praise the Lord. Again, yes, the Lord said to do it often. Why do we do it often? So that we remember, remember what the Lord has done to you. Remember that he is the bread of life. Well, what does that mean, Pastor Maria? The bread of life means this, that Jesus alone can sustain you. We're not starving beggars looking for food. Amen. We have fleshly appetites and those things we begin to crave and hunger for other things but man when jesus is the bread in your life amen you are sustained you are full there, there's just no craving for anything else because you know what i'm i'm well fed amen i feed off of jesus jesus is the bread in my life amen that's in john uh six praise the lord amen uh, secondly, he says, I am the light of the world. Jesus is the original and the eternal source of light in the universe for us who are spiritually, spiritually blind by birth. Amen. That's in John 8. Amen. Once I was blind, but now I see. Amen. All of us had blindness in our lives. Amen. Until the light went on. The light of Jesus illuminated that darkness that you found yourself into. And Jesus came and he says, I'm the light of the world. And now we're called light and salt, aren't we? Because Jesus is in your life so that Jesus illuminated your heart, your mind, brought you out of blindness, and now you see. Now light up the world. Be a light in this world, amen, because Jesus and the Father are one. And if Jesus is, is, is in the Father and the Father is in Jesus, then guess what? Jesus is in us. Amen. And so that we come into that unity with God. Amen. So all that God is, all that is in the Godhead is now in you. That is your DNA. So if Jesus was the bread of life, guess what? You feed. Let people feed off of your life. Amen. Because Jesus is the bread in your life. Amen. And so if you are supplied for, amen, if you are, are bread for this house, then feed the house. We shouldn't be hungering for the things of this world. Amen. If you're in the house, you're fed. I'm a bread monster. My mom's a bread monster. Amen. <laughs> she has bread in her room. I don't just have bread in my house. She has bread in her room. Amen. She has to have bread every day. Hallelujah. If there, if we're half a loaf in, she's already like, I'm running out of bread. Amen. And imagine 
that's how we should feel about the Lord. That man, man, if I'm just on half a loaf, God, I'm not, I don't have enough of you. Amen. But we want to just run on crumbs, church. He's the bread of life. Amen. He's not just a crumb. Amen. He's a loaf to, to fill you up, to nourish your soul. Amen. To keep you satisfied. Why are you hungering for something else? I am the light of the world. Hallelujah. We don't walk in darkness. We came out of darkness, church. We might still have blind spots, but we're not blind. We're not blind. We're not trying to figure it out, how to, how to maneuver this walk. Amen. The Lord has given you sight. Abre los ojos, ¿lo ves? No eres ciego. El Señor te abrió los ojos, te ha dado vista. Él es la luz del mundo, tú y tú cargas esa luz adentro de ti. Jesus says, I am the gate of the sheepfold. Is there any sheep in the house? Just go back. <laughs> There's sheep in the house, amen. And we are sheep tenders, amen. We are under shepherds for the Lord. But Jesus says, I am. I am the gate, not Pastor Art. I am the gate of the sheepfold. Jesus is the only door to life for us who are lost outside of God's will. Amen. When Jesus in John 10 was talking about this, he was addressing the, the Pharisees or the Sadducees or probably both. Amen. Because religion will tell you there's another way. Amen. But Jesus is the way. He is the gate. Amen. You cannot come into the sheepfold any other way, church. The Bible says in the book of John, amen, 10, you go up a little bit and he's saying, if you try to come any other way, you're a thief. Jesus, we, we, man, we wish Jesus would walk in here. Do you really? Jesus didn't play. Amen. Jesus made these I am statements because he knew who he was and what he came to the earth for. Amen. He spoke with clarity. Moses might have stuttered, but Jesus didn't stutter. He made it clear. Amen. He, he walked in his authority because he was his father's son. Amen. And so if the father is... uh the ruler of all things, the creator of all things. Amen. He had no reason to doubt himself. Amen. He was fully God and he was fully man. Amen. And so he was in all his confidence and all the power and all the authority and in all of the assignment of heaven. He said, I am. We come here, we waver, we, we doubt, amen, we get scared. We, but the I am is in the house, hallelujah. Do you know who you are? You belong to the I am. I am a daughter, I am a son, amen. I am a joint heir with Christ. I am that I am is saying to you this morning, do not waver between two, do not hunger for anything else. Don't try to come my way any other way, amen, because we try to, to uh, manipulate the word of God to fit us. It's never going to happen, church. The word of God has to shape you. Praise the Lord. We cannot come any other way. Don't try to climb over the fence. Amen. Don't try to go and dig a hole underneath to get in. Amen. He is the gate of the sheepfold, and he watches over you. He's a good shepherd. He shepherds your life. Amen. He wards off the enemy. Hallelujah. He knows when the enemy's prowling. He knows when that devil with the blue dress comes in. Amen. In sheep's clothing. Hallelujah. And he sends her running. He's a good shepherd. He shepherds your life. Not just when we get together in this church. Sister Bloom prayed over our households. Amen. He, she prayed over our us as pastors in this church, amen, to ward off the enemy, to dismiss and dismantle things that the enemy wants to do against our lives, against our children, against the generations, right? Did we not read that he is the God? He, it, it doesn't say he was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He said he is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is generational church. We have generations in this church, and what he is to my mother as a widow, amen, he is to me as a mother and a wife and a grandmother, and he is to my granddaughter and my grandbaby to come, amen, he is a generational God, amen, he is the I am to us all. Fifthly, 
He says, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus is the key to escaping spiritual death for us who are hopelessly doomed to death because of our sin. Amen. We found ourselves in tombs, church. Let me see if I get there. Oh, my gosh. Jesus is the resurrection, and I'm trying to find that scripture. <laughs> and it sent me to the Neptune Society. <laughs> That's a place that cremates people. <laughs> wow. Okay. Not yet. I'm not ready for that yet. Amen. Hold on. I'm sorry, church. <laughs> They're coming for me already. Amen. So Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Amen. In John 11, we read about the death of Lazarus, right? And I read this, and I, I saw a lot of interesting things here. Amen. It's Mary and Martha lost their brother Lazarus. Amen. And Jesus delayed. He didn't come right away. He didn't come when he was sick. He knew, but he didn't come. Amen. And it's interesting that he that he held back. Amen. He because he he knew he wanted to glorify the Father and show that I am the resurrection. Well, to be a resurrecting uh, God, there has to be a body, right? A dead person to resurrect. Hallelujah. And so here comes Jesus finally back into um, where they were at, where they lived. Amen. In uh, Bethany. And before he comes there, amen, he was warned not to go there because they wanted to kill him. But he probably thought, kill me. I'm the resurrection. <laughs> I'll just come back. Hallelujah. But he went there for his friend, Lazarus, amen, and Mary and Martha. And what was interesting to me here is that Martha came out to meet him, not Mary. Remember, Mary was at his feet, and he was. she was sitting with him, and he was speaking in their house, and Mary was in the kitchen making food, planning meals, amen, for everybody. And it just goes to show you that Mary sat with Jesus, amen, and she learned about him, but something she didn't get because she's not the one that came out to meet him. It was Martha. So somewhere between preparing meals, amen, when Jesus was at her house, to this time where she lost her brother, she had a revelation. And she came to greet Jesus. And she said, had you been here, my brother would not have died. Right? But she said, but... Um, she's basically telling him, but you know what? You can do anything. She had a revelation of Jesus that she didn't have when he was in her house. And Mary had head knowledge, but something she had not learned about Jesus yet because she stayed at the house and Mary, Martha had to send for her to come because Jesus wanted her to see, I'm the resurrection. Go get Mary. I'm going to reveal something to you both in this moment that even though Lazarus has fallen asleep, I'm going to wake him up. Amen. And so, you know, there, there's a time that, you know, you can sit in this church and you can hear the word and hear the word and hear the word. But if it doesn't reveal to you, amen, that when you feel like that thing is dead, that thing is gone, that thing is behind the stone, amen, and you need Jesus to come and roll that stone away. And Jesus is saying, I'm going to wake up that situation, amen. I'm the resurrection and I'm the life, amen. That dream, amen, that loved one, that relationship, amen, if it's of the Lord, it's going to come back to life. But it's not about what you know. It's about who you know. You have to know the I am. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. But you're not going to know him that way until something dies in your life. Right? It's not always easy to follow Jesus. Amen. It's not always, amen, blessing and meals with Jesus. Hallelujah. Sometimes something dies. Amen. My husband died for 10 years spiritually. 
And even when the Lord called his name and resurrected this man, amen, he still had the stench of death on him. Amen. He was still wrapped in those things that kept him there 10 years. Amen. He still looked frail and beaten up by the world. Amen. Because the world had him for 10 years. I could still smell some of the death on his life. And it was then that I knew who Jesus was as resurrection because he resurrected our marriage. Amen. He resurrected our home. Amen. He spoke life. He said, Art, come forth. Amen. Come out of that grave. Come out. Take off those grave clothes because I want to bring you back to life. Amen. I want to breathe into you. Amen. I want to wake up that DNA that's inside of you that your mama put in you because she prayed over you. Hallelujah. The gospel had been in his life, his whole life. Before he knew me, hallelujah, he had a praying mother. He grew up in a house that knew the Lord and it was in him. And though the world buried him, amen, and the world put the stench of sin on his life, amen, Jesus came. The resurrection and the life came and the stone was rolled away. I couldn't do it. I couldn't pull him out of there. Amen. But I came to see Jesus. And I said, Jesus, if only you had been here. It wouldn't have taken 10 years. But Jesus is like, oh, he's just sleeping. And I'm going to wake him up. Amen. I'm going to wake up everything inside of that man. Amen. I'm going to, I'm going to. Fan that flame, and he's going to be a carrier of my glory. See, my natural eyes saw the tomb, and my natural eyes saw the grave clothes on him. But it wasn't until Jesus resurrected him that I knew Jesus that way too. Hallelujah. I think this is the last one. Two more. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the accessible path, the illuminating truth, and the giver of life for us who are lost, ignorant, and dead without him. I don't know which way to go. Amen. I, I, I don't know. We're living in such a time right now of false narratives that it's very hard to discern what's true. And they are trying to make us swallow the lie and call it a truth. But we know better because we are following the truth. Jesus is the truth. Amen. It's not a narrative that the preacher man is trying to feed you. It's the word of God and it is true. Amen. It, the word of God stands. It is alive. It is true. Let God be true and every man a liar. Amen. So with all the false narratives, amen, even if they try to bait you with a little bit of truth, even a half truth is a lie. And we're not looking for the answers. We're not looking for the truth. We're walking in the truth. Because that's in your DNA. Jesus is in your life. Amen. So you have the illuminated heart. You have the illuminated mind. Amen. To be able to discern that's off. And the Bible tells you that even if angels come and they try to tell you a different way, amen, a different path, a different gospel, don't follow them. Because Jesus is the truth. Amen. He's the way. I don't know which way to go. Well, stay on Jesus. Lock in on Jesus. Amen. He's not going to ever take you the wrong way. Amen. The, the children of Israel, it might have looked like, man, Jesus, where are you? We're walking in circles. Why is this taking 40 years? Amen. Because it took 40 years to get Egypt out of them. But it wasn't because Jesus didn't know where they were going. It's not because Jesus, because God didn't know where the promised land was. Amen. It was the children of Israel had to get all the falseness out of them. Amen. All the slavery out of them. Praise the Lord. Amen. So many of us, uh, God has to renew your mind. Amen. We come with just thoughts. 
We come with patterns, amen. We come with struggles, hallelujah. We come with generational things, amen. Well, my mama, my daddy, hallelujah. But you're no longer that. You're, you came from them, but you came through them, but you come from God. Hallelujah. And, and he sent us Jesus and he come, came to say to you, I am the way, the truth and the life. Amen. Stay in that place. Stay in that way. Amen. Keep leaning into Jesus for the truth of your life. Amen. Don't give yourself over to second guessing. Don't give yourself over into instabilities of the past. Amen. Instabilities of patterns or cravings. Hallelujah. Stay in the Lord. And if you follow his way, if you believe him as truth, amen, then you live. Because he's life. He's life. You might feel like, man, I don't have anything going on in my life. Well, are you in the way of the Lord? Are you walking his way? Amen. Are you believing what he says to you, about you, for you? Do you believe it? It's so much easier at times for us to buy the lie. We lie to ourselves all the time, right? The, or the enemy can start the conversation and then we're in agreement. You're right, they don't like me. You're right, I don't fit in. You're right, I don't think I belong here. Amen, all of a sudden the conversation's here. Us and the enemy, our flesh and the enemy. And where's Jesus? Jesus is the truth. It's like, oh, hold up. Hold up, this is not the way this is not the truth. Amen. You, you, you got to get back into that place with Jesus. Amen. I walked away from the way. Amen. I, I traded the truth for a lie. Amen. Come on. Wake it up. Wake it up. Amen. Fan that flame in you. Let the fire of God speak to you this morning. Amen. The word of the Lord come to you this morning. You are no longer lost. The Bible tells us don't be ignorant of how the devil works. That can't be the devil. Mm. He can disguise himself as an angel of light, right? Can put on a pretty blue dress. He can put on sheep's clothing. Oh, but I know my Jesus. He, he, he's the bread in my life. He feeds me. I'm, I'm full of the Lord. Amen. He, he illuminates my path when it gets a little, even in the valleys of shadows, amen, where death hides, amen. I don't have to fear. Praise the Lord because he brings light to me, amen. I can walk my way out of this place, amen. Hallelujah. Lastly, he's the true vine. He's the connection, Amen. In the world, we had connections, and I know you know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. We were connected in relationships. We were connected to dealerships. Amen. We were connected to, to ungodly people. Amen. We were connected to, to perverted mindsets. We were connected to a lot of things, church. And we fed off those things, and those things produced out of us. But now, the I am that I am. The true vine is where you're connected. Jesus is the source. He's the source. He's the source, church. Don't outsource. He's the source of eternal life for us who are dead and useless branches apart from him. Right? So we're, we when I was called the root of this house. Well, hallelujah. You know, follow me as I follow Christ then. If I'm going to be a root in your life, amen, root yourself in Jesus. Stay connected to the vine, amen. He is the source of all things for your life, amen. He is the source of, of those seasons, amen, that you might feel like nothing's coming out of you and the resurrection has to speak life to you and bring you back, amen. He's the source of light when, when the world can get dim and the walls feel like they're closing in on you, amen. He will illuminate your path, amen. He's that, that, that one that comes in when you you feel like, man, I'm empty, and he'll come and he'll feed you because he's the bread of life, amen. He's the gate. When you when you wander off, amen, you're the one, and he'll leave the 99, and he'll go get you, and he'll bring you back to the sheepfold, amen. He's the good shepherd. He's the gate of the sheepfold, amen. 
Jesus is the I am. He is everywhere, everything, and everyone. He's everything, he's everywhere, and he's everyone. When you feel lonely, when you feel disconnected, when you don't know what to do, amen, when you don't know where you belong, amen, you belong to Jesus. Just go back to the cross, amen. Go back to the DNA. Jesus, I am your daughter. Jesus, I am your son, amen. Go back to the burning bush, amen. Get out of that wilderness and talk to Jesus. But you know what? One of the things that that God said to Moses at that bush He said, take off your shoes. Amen. Come out of what you walk in. Because this is holy ground. So in order to draw to the I am, come out of what you walk in. Take you off. Take off that that which feels familiar to you. Amen. That feels comfortable you cuz some shoes are comfortable. Amen. Some shoes are sassy and cute. Amen. Come out of that. Come out of that. Humble yourself because I'm holy. Amen. You need to take off that which you walk in. So that you can go speak to that thing in your life to release you that you can worship me. Isn't that what Moses went? And he said, the I am that I am has sent me. Let his people go that they might worship him. Come out of yourself. Come out of the wilderness. Come out of the comfort. Come out of the excuses. The insecurities. The double-mindedness. I want the Lord, but I feel a little empty today. So let me go eat of this. I love the Lord, but I love darkness too. I love the Lord. Amen. But, you know, I grew up in religion, and religion was easier. It was for me. I confessed, cleaned the slate for the week of my sins, and then I'd go out and sin again. That was religion to me. Diosito, perdóname. Pero voy a ser diablito otra vez, porque es una nueva semana. Right? Religion just kept me in. I wanted God to come down to my level. Come out of that which you walk in. What's familiar to you? What's comfortable to you? What what makes you look good? Right? We wear all kinds of shoes, church. If you want to come to holy ground, then you have to take you off. Praise the Lord. I'm going to leave you with this question. And this is Jesus asking his disciples in the book of Mark 8.29. He says, who do you say that I am? And a few of them gave answers. And Peter said, you are the son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh didn't reveal that to you, right? And this is what the spirit of the Lord gave you that revelation. Who do you say that God is in your life? What statements does he make to you? What does he speak to you to reveal the Father to you? Because it's by the Spirit, church. The natural's not going to reveal that to you. Who do you say that the Lord is this morning? 
The I am that I am is in the room. And some of us here need to come out and we need to take off us. We come service after service after service. And look, I'm not saying it's all sin that we walk in. Some of us don't feel worthy. We walk in that. Some of us, we walk in shame. And you've been forgiven. But just you still walk in that. Some of you have walked in pride for so long that you don't even see it anymore. B pride blinds us, amen. Some of us, believe it or not, we walk in a false humility. What do you mean? We think we're just, we, the humility means you just have to crawl around and you're less than everybody else, amen. But Jesus walked humbly with his father, but he was bold and he was confident and he made these statements. I'll tell you why. Because everything he did was to glorify the father. He never glorified himself. Everything he did was to glorify the father, to reveal the father, amen, to point to the father. He walked, he walked humbly on this earth. He opened not his mouth. He didn't defend himself. Amen, because it was not about him. And even though he said, I am, he made these statements. He was revealing the Father because the Godhead was in him. He just put flesh on it for us so we could see him. So we could talk to him. Jesus walked the face of the earth. Amen. But Jesus, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is still speaking in this place. Amen. And we might not see him face to face. He might not. But let me tell you, he is still wrapped in flesh because he's in you. Right? He's in you. He's in me. So Jesus still walks on the face of the earth. Amen. But do you reveal the Father for him through your life? Come to the fire. We've been praying for the fire of the Holy Ghost to happen in this house. Amen. And we can say, man, I'm on fire for God. Hallelujah. Well, what does that mean? Because Moses saw the burning bush, but it wasn't until he got closer. Like, man, this thing is not being consumed. And out of that burning bush, God spoke. Amen. But it, Moses had to draw to the fire. Hallelujah. And the closer he got to the fire, amen, he walked up with his chanclas, his waraches. What is that? How is that burn, bush burning and it's not being consumed? And he had himself, all of himself, on that day. Amen. But it wasn't until he got close enough that the Lord said, take you off. The closer you get to the Lord, amen, the closer to you, you get to the fire of God, amen, you're going to see yourself, hallelujah, you're going to see those things in your life that cannot come into that place, amen, and that's the goodness of God, amen, he doesn't want to leave us in the wilderness, he doesn't want to leave us in the grind of life, amen, he doesn't want to leave you hungry and thirsty, amen, for the things of the world, that's not the God that we serve, that is not the I am. The I am wants you to come to the fire so the fire can speak to you and then the fire can speak through you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If I could have the ushers come. Amen. We're going to get ready for you.